Hello and welcome to Raise the Room podcast. I'm your host, Danica. Here at Raise the Room, we are trying to consciously raise our kids, re-raise ourselves, and by doing so, raise the vibe of any room we walk into simply with our authenticity. Now let's get to it. Hello and welcome to Raise the Room podcast. I'm your host, Danica, coming to you live from a glorious day of freedom, aka spring break, where my kids are at daycare. (laughs) We get a two-week spring break. We're so lucky here. And last week, I pull them out of daycare and I have them. And then one of the weeks, I send them for their regular three days, you know, mainly for my own space, but honestly, also it's super helpful for getting them back in the routine of going instead of doing two weeks without it because, oh man, my sweet little boys, despite them always having been in daycare to some extent after my mat leave, it's still sad for them. And yeah, it just is what it is. So this will hopefully lessen the meltdowns last uh, next week when we go back to work and school and regularly scheduled programming, but who knows? In the meantime, I get some nice days to myself. Grocery shopping, exercising, podcasting, all the things. As a projector, this really makes my heart sing. Like, is there anything better than being at home alone? I don't think so. If you disagree with me, I kind of wish I was you because being a mother, <laughs> you're never at home alone. <laughs> oh, Anywho. So today on the podcast, I'm really excited to have my friend Chelsea J. Bear on from She Makes Bank. She is one of my closer friends, I would say, and we've never met because we live in wild times in 2023. She's my online friend. I signed up for a session with her a couple of years ago through our mutual friend, Nyla, This was back when she did a channeling, like a psychic channeling business, and I got a reading done from her, and you'll hear her story in the episode. And then eventually, once she switched over to being a business coach, like a spiritual business coach, I signed up for sessions with her. And then we've just continued this relationship that I value so much in my life. Um, She's a really wonderful friend and support system. I run all of my raise the room choices by her. And I mean like all of them. She's probably like, God damn woman, make your own decisions. But she swears it um, makes her project herself feel seen when I do so. So I just take that as a big fat green light and run with it. In this episode today, we talk about her story. Um, She's gone through a breakup in the last year and what that's done for her. She's had to move countries. Um, We talk about her mission as being a spiritually led business coach. And she calls herself an uncoach, which I think is really cool. And her overall offerings for She Makes Bank. And then we just chit chat because we're friends. And also we obviously go into her human design. She will provide an excellent projector highlight. Just somebody that is naturally living their design. She also knows quite a bit about human design. So she's consciously integrating her design and how to work with it and maximize her productivity as a projector, her gifts as a projector. And what she does when you're in session with her, like she completely embodies the gifts that projector have. She can see things from the big level perspective and make the necessary tweaks and adjustments for up-leveling. Chelsea lives in California, so she's a California girly. I hope one day that we get to meet, and I'll be honest, I hope it's in California, not BC. (laughs) We'll see. We'll manifest that into our reality. And if you like what you've heard and your interest is piqued about what Chelsea offers, she has created a custom code for Roomies, Roomies15, for 15% off any single session with her. Highly recommend if you are somebody that is wanting to run your business online. She is so, so talented. So that's Roomies, R-O-O-M-I-E-S-1-5, for 15% off a single session package with Chelsea. In any case, I hope you enjoy the discussions that we have on a feminine-led business, friendship, human design, and much more. Okay, my little Instagram internet friend. (laughs) (laughs) We're here together. I'm so excited to 
um, get chatting because we chat every single day, but we're recording this one. And I want to start by just talking about your human design because it's something we talk about regularly. I love showing people that are just so aligned in their design and kind of explaining and highlighting how it can be really just authentic and natural. And like we were sort of discussing a minute ago, how we often already intuitively know and feel our design, but we fight against it a lot of the time, or just even that um, we sometimes go towards that and then realize after the fact, when you learn about human design, like, Hey, I was already doing that. (laughs) 100%. When I found out I was a projector, I was kind of mad at first. I think that's every projector's experience. They're like, no, I'm a manifester and I'm an MG. And then when I read it, I was like, that is me to a T since I was a little kid that like needing a lot of alone time, a lot of space and rest. And once I kind of like started owning it, I was like, dude, this is a superpower because I do need rest and I do need to be able to say no to certain things and take time and space to regenerate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. I actually was the opposite. I was like, oh, I'm only 20% of the population. I'm so cool. <laughs> I'm a projector. <laughs> I love that though. Yeah, I just wanted, I think too, everyone just thought like manifester was the best just because at the time we didn't know the language. So we're like, I'm a manifester or yeah. whatever. I didn't want to be a generator. I was like, that feels wrong, which is probably <laughs> my projectorness being like, that feels horrible. Yeah. Totally. I'm jealous of generators now, though. If I could choose one, I'd probably choose that just because of my current situation with my generator kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyways, little little gremlins. Yeah, I know you love to refer to them as gremlins, which they are. So it's appropriate. Gremlins, baby goblins. (laughs) It's a term of endearment, honestly. (laughs) I love it. So good. So you are a 4-1 splenic projector. I'm also a splenic projector. So we really get along with that and can relate um, with each other. I also have a fourth line. So I'm going to do a little brief spiel on what all of that means for the listeners, which by the way, I think the listeners of this show should be called roomies. What do you think? I love that. I love that. Yeah. just lit up. She's beaming. Please respond, email, whatever, DM if you like this, if you want to be roomies. (laughs) <laughs> I love it too. okay okay I just when it's the right idea I have a full body reaction it's insane so mm-hmm. that's it roomies what you just listened to to roomies is this is what I do I run every single one of my business ideas um by Chelsea so this was just a natural like hey I've been thinking of this and I wanted to tell her <laughs> literally all we do is voice note each other the most <laughs> mundane thing the other day just real quick even the other day I needed to vent I sent a text saying it's going to be a dark vent take the time that you need to like have the space for it um but it's just giving me venting that's what we do we toss around ideas we vent i'm gonna get to our friendship don't you worry Okay. So as a four one, so the fourth line is all about community building. Fourth lines are actually coming into this world with sort of an innate friendliness and natural ability to be social and network. And the thing about the fourth line though, is that it is selective about its network because they are meant to go deep with people and which is so us also. um, But It doesn't mean that you're supposed to be warm and friendly and like open and deep with everybody. It's about your specific network. And when you're an aligned fourth line and you are somebody that does invest in your relationships, that then translates into better opportunities into your life. Your first line is you are um, somebody that really needs a lot of knowledge. First line people need to build a healthy foundation of whatever it is their understanding of their day, whatever they're working on. They need to have a foundation of knowledge or confidence or like a structure to go from. And what that practically looks like is often they are forever students. They are, we always say for, to first line parents, like start your kid's tuition fund early because (laughs) they probably will utilize it in their lifetime um, over and over again. I know you relate to this. I do. So with the fourth line in the community, a lot of you may not know this, but I lived in Australia for four years. Before I moved, I had like my core community. And so when I moved countries, leaving the States, 
it was shocking. I didn't know about my human design then, but I felt that where I didn't have community, I was going to yoga, but not really meeting people the same way I did back home. And it really affected me like so deeply. And now I'm back home and felt that same thing again, where I'm like, I was gone for like five years. Now I'm back. Everyone, everything's different. No community. I was just telling Danica, I just joined a running club. I run like a loser. Okay. I have a hippopotamus for a dog. Like he (laughs) runs like an idiot too. But I'm like, you know what? The guy told us we could walk if we wanted to. I'm like, that's great. But just needing that community that's outside of maybe meeting people outside of bars and drinking, that's kind of what I'm going for. But the community. And then the one line, like I made a joke where whatever I'm into, I will dive so deeply into it. It's disgusting. I spent two years learning everything I could about quantum physics. I don't even use that information now, but it was like everything I read, absorbed, took in was like quantum mechanics, quantum physics. It was wild. And so right now my one line is really into astrology and the divine feminine, two separate Mm -hmm. things, but they all kind of work into my life in the best way possible. Mm. And you really benefit when you have somebody that is a first line in your life, if you're not, and I'm speaking from experience, because when they've decided to go into something, they go so all in, you become like the database. And you're really, um, because you've been doing your own business, running your own business for years at this point, I'm always so thankful that you're so hip with like all the technology and all the different sort of little bits and pieces that you don't think of when you kind of decide to utilize a talent or something that you have to do a side hustle or a passion. So people keep your first lines close because they come in so handy. (laughs) Also, when you were talking about your fourth line and joining the running group, personally, as a fourth line as well, to motivate me to exercise in general. I have to go to a class usually. Like I need to be in other people's energy. So I think that's so fitting. And that's such a pro tip for people who struggle with exercise. If you're a fourth line, make it a group or a partner activity. The accountability buddy is real when you're a fourth line. That even actually helps me because before I found the running club, we, I was even thinking of joining like a fitness gym, whatever, where it does like yoga, Pilates, that type of thing, breath work, but just out of my budget. And I was like, okay, that's not something I want to spend right now. And then the very next day, the running club showed up in my field. The universe was like, okay, here you go, bitch. Group activities. (laughs) And trying to get Louie, your dog out with you. Like, okay, do this too. (laughs) Yeah. Because he just sleeps all day. I'm scared he's going to turn into a meatball and he's too young for that. (laughs) He's so cute. I love him. Okay. And then being a splenic projector. So splenic in human design is um, one of the authorities you can have, which is basically the loudest center in your body, which from which you're meant to make decisions. When you're splenic, you are literally relying on your instincts and your intuition in the traditional sense of the word. In human design, everybody's authority sort of is their intuition. So whether it's your gut instincts or um, your emotions, that's how your intuition operates. Splenic intuition is like old school understanding of intuition, where it's sort of this psychic knowing that comes through you. It's spontaneous and in the moment. It's often quite quiet. So you have to be really in tune with yourself to hear it. And it's not very explicable. Like it's just this knowing that sometimes happens. And I think it kind of comes in once or twice as like a quiet whisper. It's not repetitive. Mm -hmm. So when I used to have like my channeling business and I was starting to feel really, I was feeling interested in like the business side of things. And so for people that follow me, they'll know I pivoted really quickly. I was a spiritual cosmic channel talking about aliens and light entities and then like one day I was like you guys I'm not doing this anymore this is the ping the into like the intuitive hit that's come in I'm going to be talking about business obviously we've kind of circled back and it's more like spiritual business but that's I remember when that came through I'm like it doesn't make any sense people are going to judge me this is going to look crazy that I'm just switching it but this is what my body's telling me to do And I just knew. That's so interesting. And I think that's so cool that you decided to just go for it. I mean, I remember witnessing that shift. I'm also curious because 
the splenic center is quite directly related to our five senses. It's like one of the oldest sort of primal centers where we rely on our five senses in order to understand what's coming in around us. And so I'm curious for you, because I definitely noticed this for myself, when you're more physically at your best, you know, like whether that means taking care of your body with food, with movement, with meditation, even like, do you notice that you hear your hits more? 100%. I think, especially like this past year, I've been going through so many emotional ups and downs. And so like, I will numb out with either bad food or even alcohol or even just being more social Uh where my body needs that quiet to Uh actually receive. And so I'm like trying to be more conscious of when I partake in those more fun human experiences, let's be real, Uh um, to actually be able to listen and hear and feel in my body. Yeah. That's so interesting. I mean, and those human experiences are part of why we're here. Like no, no self-shaming there. We have to do all the things, right? But it is that balance, I think, of also having, you know, capitalizing when you have the time to actually take care of your body, right? Sleep right now is Mm -hmm. my main thing. And then no, not drinking right Mm -hmm. now. I just Mm -hmm. feel like the channel opens up. I mean, the alcohol thing is could be a whole podcast episode. I'm finding so many things about myself by just not even having that glass of wine, whatever it may be. That's like a side story, but yeah, just really looking at your body as a vessel, Mm. as this container, as this channel. And it's like, I think too, though, I heard this really interesting thing where it's not, it's not actually not about the substance. It's Mm -hmm. our intention behind the substance. Mm -hmm. The substance is neutral, whether it's out, obviously there's like hardcore drugs out there, but (laughs) I'm talking like, it's alcohol or sugar or whatever. It's like, what's the intention behind the thing? And that's where my intentions behind everything was like, let's just like run away from our problems and like (laughs) fuck off to Europe and drink (laughs) April spirits. But really it's like, let's face and feel our shit. Yeah. I feel that so hard. I mean, since becoming a mom, like drinking is just not fun anymore because you're up so early the next day and then aging in combination with that it's like it's mm-hmm. just not worth it like and i find that even i'm saying no to that social like i don't even need a a beer or whatever it is when i'm with my friends i can chat and be lovely and have fun and then not feel like garbage the next day it is a really interesting exploration especially for living in a society that's so easily accepts alcohol and then being somebody like I was that grew up like drinking with my friends and that was just part of it all. And then when you get to the point where you're seeing what you were actually doing behind those choices and trying to make a change, you're like, oh, damn, I didn't realize this was a crutch in a lot of ways. 100%. And even so I have a bridge job right now, which is in the alcohol industry, which is just Mm. hilarious. I think there's a lot of lessons there, but obviously last weekend being like the big party weekend, I was just standing at, uh, at this bar working, looking around at everyone, like be all wasted. And I wasn't wasted. Yeah. And I felt like I was in a Sims like video game. (laughs) Like it just, it felt like bizarre. Like there's this one woman just drunk dancing under a light by herself. There's like these two people ferociously making out no judgment, but I just felt like this is surreal looking and this is not the energy I want to be in. Anyways, yeah. I digress. Yeah. Last weekend, because this won't come out, you know, anytime soon, it was St. Patrick's Day. So that's what she means by massive party weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then final piece of your design is you're a projector, which we've already sort of touched on, you know, being the people in this world that are gifted with insights and observations that often come from a bird's eye view perspective. So being able to see the big picture projectors are often really born with a gift to that sees into a certain thing very clearly. So whether that's people, whether that's a certain system, um, I always give the example, like my husband's ability to understand like um, traditional like boy blue things like motors and stuff like that. He is a savant with it, you know, and when you're a projector who's in alignment, you're somebody that ends up being sort of a go-to advice giver for the people in your life. And your design actually 
all of the things really line up to that. Fourth line being in connection, first line being the person who um, studies anything and everything (laughs) uh, that they are interested in, you know, third or being a splenic person. So being like kind of naturally psychic about things and then being the projector. Like I'm sure you have lots of people, your friends, your circle coming to you regularly. Yeah, 100%. And that was kind of what influenced me to make the shift to a more business style mm-hmm. business, like talking <laughs> about business. <laughs> like, yeah. what am I trying to say? But I just noticed people, either strangers on the internet or like family members, friends, um, people I knew through Instagram just kind of DMing me and being like, how do, how do I do this? Like, what is this? It mm-hmm. was just in regards to either marketing, content marketing, business type things. And yeah. I was like, huh. Okay, people are seeing this in me that I don't see within myself. But yeah, I, I can feel like even in session, and I'm doing like one on one feminine business sessions, it's like, and I'm very visual with my psychic gifts. So it's just I like see this almost like this map of like, levels where I'm like, okay, they're at this level. And if they do this, they'll get to the next level, mm-hmm. almost like a video game. I can mm-hmm. almost see some of the blocks um, that are presenting to themselves. So and it's cool. all in relation to their business. I mean, I think it expands beyond that, but not really sure at the time. Yeah. I love like, that. I think it will unfold and shift. Yeah. And the idea of actually being gifted that visual of almost like a flow chart of where they're at. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's use this as a natural transition. I really think that you sharing with the people sort of your story and what you've been through in the last few years will really give people a clear picture of what it is that you're doing and and the why behind what you're doing. Definitely. So I was actually a surf and skate photographer for several years. I went to university for fine arts photography. I actually heard Jenna Zoe say like a lot of projectors are like photographers or filmmakers, which I'm like, that that makes sense because we like see, like I guess we can see, I don't know. Um, and I was doing that for a really long time, did not have the drive to make money from it. It was just something I love to do. Got certified in yoga, kind of felt this desire to help people. And then I moved to Australia in May of 2018. Quick little like reason for that. In October of that year prior, I'd met my now, now ex, ex-boyfriend. I'm like, wait, what is he? I almost <laughs> called him my husband. I'm like, what is he? Um, Met an Aussie in Bali, which is, there's a lot of them there. That's if that's what you want, just go to Bali. <laughs> Moved to Australia eight months later. And it was like, as soon as I landed on Australia, like the land, I just felt like this intense activation. I started seeing spirits and those that had passed on. I started having connections with light beings and light entities. I didn't know what they were. And I started channeling. I didn't know I was channeling. I just had gotten really into meditation would take myself into like a trance like state and would speak like start speaking like saying all this crazy shit (laughs) I'm like I knew I would come back and be like I know that wasn't me I don't know who that was but that was really cool I'm gonna (laughs) keep doing that and I started recording myself and basically just had my spiritual awakening or rather spiritual reactivation started doing one-on-one sessions and so that's what I call my spiritual business my cosmic channeling business And I did that for several years while I was living in Australia. I was still kind of teaching yoga and Pilates on the side. And I just noticed this trend with my clients after a few years where they were booking with me and asking very specific business questions. So instead of asking like about love or money or the very typical things you would see in these types of sessions, they're like, how do I make a sales funnel? Or like, how do I do content marketing? I'm like, this is what you booked me for? And they're like, yeah. (laughs) And I just started receiving downloads around our witch wound and making money as women and the divine feminine. And it just, as I said earlier, I'm like, I just got this full body sensation of like, it's time to pivot. You're meant to help women with their businesses. Cause I look at spiritual entrepreneurs as kind of creative entrepreneurs. Like you're really, you're really comfortable in your craft and the creativity of it, but like doing the pragmatic side, it's like kind of like you guys hit a wall. Danica's face she's like this is Danica is my ideal client let's just say that she's (laughs) so gifted so talented but 
you know, can't figure out emails, you yeah. know, and, and which is fine, which is fine. That's like not how you're meant to use your gifts. I have the gift of like making that kind of stuff really easily accessible and understandable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I made that switch in November, 2021, um, got the download for She Makes Bank. It was, I just sat down and it, they told me the name. They told me what it was going to be about, which was female economic empowerment, helping spiritual entrepreneurs make more money. It's kind of like this idea that the more money women make, the more power they have. And I don't mean power over one another. It's just, we live in a 3D world. Money makes the world go round. There's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. Neither Mm -hmm. good or bad. But a lot of us are playing small because that's what society has asked of us. And so we're just kind of shifting that status quo with She Makes Bank. Mm -hmm. And I should say about two to three months after I got the download for She Makes Bank, which was about female economic empowerment and financial independence. My ex and I separated and I went through a huge financial rock bottom. And at the time I was like, what the actual fuck? Sorry for cussing. But I was like, how am I teaching women about financial independence when I literally am so disenfranchised? And that was just part of my whole life lesson and understanding these aspects of that to really teach all of you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Will you share like what your life has looked like since because you left Australia? Now what's going down? Um, yeah. So my ex and I lived together for like another six weeks because <laughs> it was like living in a different country. None of his family lived nearby. Like even none of his friends really. We lived in Newcastle, Australia, and everyone was either in Sydney, which is two hours away, or up north closer to Byron Bay, which is like seven hours away. So we had to move house because that was just what life was having us do at the time. We like got kicked out of our beautiful big house, had to move house, got separate bedrooms, lived together for six weeks. Then, yeah, I moved home to move in with my dad's. I didn't have any of my own money. He was financially supporting me at the time. I like to say because of COVID, but let's be real. It was a lot longer than that, but he was financially supporting me. He Mm -hmm. bought me my car. He was paying our rent. And then I moved home and I didn't have a car, didn't have money to buy a car, had to get a bridge job. And I put the business on hold. And this whole year has been a lot of money tests, financial rock bottoms, love tests. I even started dating and realized that was like a trauma bond. So I'm looking at right now, like the connection between in lo- love and money. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I teach a lot from experience. I think that's part of my design. I have to go through the shit to really understand it and then teach all of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I don't even know if that's necessarily directly related to your design because there's definitely designs where that's like blatantly in the chart, but I do think it's part of your life path. Like I feel like it's these things are being presented to you because you are gifted at teaching and guiding. Um, and so going through it is just another way to up level how you can teach and guide and adjust the the clients that come your way and just the people in your life in general. Even before my ex and I separated, I remember thinking, I need my financial independence again. So I actually had two bridge jobs lined up. Like I was mm-hmm. like, I'll take anything cafe. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just need to become financially independent again. So I was already mm-hmm. on that path. And then obviously the br- breakup happened, which I wasn't expecting we weren't expecting, but then we also kind of were expecting. Yeah. But yeah, this whole year, it's just been one big year of rock bottoms mm. and deep, painful lessons. But also, I don't know, I can feel there's light on the other side. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Like I have to say the social media of it all, like your TikTok in your coming home and kind of documenting your experience of being 35 and getting on TikTok and your breakup is it's so like people, if you're on TikTok, you need to go follow Chelsea. She makes bank. It's hysterical, a lot of it. And so beautifully done because it's really real, but it's also funny and really relatable. I'm really excited and honored to say that today's episode is sponsored by Van Isle Hairstyle, a hair care and accessory brand that promotes healthy hair and is home to the original zipper scrunchie and silk heatless curl set. Amanda, the founder of Van Isle Hairstyle, is the epitome of a manifester in human design. She was going for a run one day and didn't have anywhere to put her keys, so she followed her manifester urge when she got home and sewed herself the zipper scrunchie, and thus Van Isle Hairstyle was born. Beyond adorable accessories like clips, claws, and scrunchies, she now creates her own shampoo and conditioner, scalp scrub, and more. Her products are paraben, sulfate, silicone, and phthalate-free, cruelty-free, and vegan. 
I swear only a manifester would decide to make her own shampoo. You guys, the scalp scrub is an absolute must and I also love her shampoo and conditioner. My hair feels so clean and silky after and it smells really, really good. I can't finish this ad without talking about the Heatless Curl Set, however. This is a game changer for your hairstyle. Zero heat and you have beautiful beachy curls that last all day. It's a regular in my routine. For Raise the Room listeners, Amanda has gifted you a 15% code to use on her website, vanislehairstyle.com. That's V-A-N-I-S-L-E-H-A-I-R-S-T-Y-L-E.com. Just use the code RTR15 to claim. That's RTR15. So let's raise the room with a good hair day. Thanks, Amanda. So I totally forgot about the TikTok part. After our breakup, I'd already had a TikTok for my cosmic channeling business. I grew that to about 5,000 followers, but wasn't really putting a lot of effort into it. And I knew I wanted to create a whole new TikTok account for She Makes Bank, but I didn't really know what I wanted to talk about. I think a bit, like a huge essence of She Makes Bank is not doing the typical five ways to gain clients or five ways to blah, blah, blah. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not my style of content. And so here I was going through a really painful breakup, financial rock bottom. I was in a completely different country. And I just thought, I'm just going to talk about this. Like I need, like I, I need to talk about what I'm actually going, like going through in my life. Even if there's a little shadow around a brand being called she makes bank and being <laughs> like financially broke as fuck. <laughs> yeah, broke as fuck. I always tell people that I'm like, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about you. Like, damn, she makes bank yeah. either way. So I started just making really funny day in the life videos of, you know, me and my ex sleeping in different bedrooms and kind of ignoring each other, but not ignoring each other. Cause the, the breakup was amicable. It wasn't nasty or anything like that. We just realized we wanted different things in life and we had grown apart and we probably would have broken up a lot sooner had COVID not happened. Mm. Um, and my TikTok blew up. Like I think within a month I'd had like 10,000 followers and they just were all joining me along this journey of going through my financial rock bottom, growing this business, healing from my breakup, listening to a lot of Harry's house, Harry Styles, cause that album had just come out. Um, and it totally blew up. And so even now to this day, I still post more personal content. I, I just I do it from the angle of building a personal brand where I'm like, yeah, I sometimes do talk about my business and what's going on in it, but not from an educational standpoint, just more of like, this is who I am as a person, get to know me. And then if you like me, let's work together. Mm. I don't think I've ever worked with an astrologer or human design reader because of the knowledge they've had where I'm like, yeah, like, obviously, they need to know their shit. But it's because I vibed with them. It's mm -hmm. like the same reason why you and I have never met in person, which I still sometimes forget. <laughs> I know so many things about your life where I'm like, how do I not know, actually know your kids? I know. But I'm like, same thing. It's just vibes. And I think that's what should be at the forefront of our business instead of creating this style of content that's just like super information and mm -hmm. education based. Mm -hmm. Spoken like a true fourth line. Yep. <laughs> That me. That I me. love it. And so then currently where you're at is you are you have this bridge job and you are actively looking to move out of your parents place and you are doing your business where you're taking clients and helping people with their business. Yeah. So I put after I moved back home because I needed to be able to buy a car, which last summer, I don't know if this was like that in Canada, but in the States, we were having used cars were very expensive. Mm -hmm. I was like, how am I so lucky that mm -hmm. I get to buy my own car for the first time um, in this sort of car crisis? So I put She Makes Bank <laughs> completely on hold. I really didn't touch it till last November, November 2022, and just focus on my bridge job, saving money, actively moving out, my ex-partner and I had our dog Louie together. We adopted him when he was four months old. 
I thought I was gonna have to take my ex to court. I was like, I am ready to fight you for this dog. But he was very generous and saying, you can have the dog. Sometimes I wonder if he was just like evil villain laughing at me because now he's like in Bali, he's traveling all the time and I'm a single mom and I can't, single dog mom, I should say. And I can't pick up and leave whenever I want. I'm like, God, he's evil laughing all the way home. But it costs like five grand to get Louie over here. Obviously to put a down payment on a car and then save money to move out and I almost moved out last October it for me I'm just trusting this process of moving out because my father and I we we butt heads he he was very reactive as a child just very angry would just get upset over the smallest things and living with him these last eight to nine months ten months it's been a lot of that so Mm -hmm. I'm like I feel like there's just a, a deeper healing here for me and my father me getting to know my stepmom, spending more time with my sister. But yeah, I almost moved out last October. And then for some reason, the lady ghosted us. And then we found out through the neighbors, she gave the place to like, uh, one of her crackhead family members. I don't know. It's just one of those things where I'm like, yeah. fine. Yeah. So I'm still living at home. My goal is to be able to quit the bridge job before summer, but not really putting a timeline on it. Cause I do have other financial goals too, where I'm like, until I can get to the business where I feel so safe and secure to leave that, I'm just going to keep it. Mm-hmm. And went and looked at a place yesterday where there was a mouse trap with a slice of pizza in it. And when we went upstairs to look at the guy's room, there was like pizza all over the place. Like he was eating the pizza and then thought, I'm going to put some of this pizza in the mouse trap. And then he asked me out on a date at the end. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want, it was horrendous. I, it was so traumatizing. I was telling Danica, he, loosely no very much reminding me of spike from Notting hill like that like my sister and i showed up to look at this place and we were like dude oh my god so it's rough out there to find a place to live for me and my dog aka water buffalo oh my gosh i am that story it it should have been a movie scene like all the things you explained even beyond what you just said it it for sure was a movie scene this place yeah that showed up it, like the walls were caving in and it it just it looked like it had been abandoned like it was post-apocalyptic yeah. and I'm like and I'm supposed to live here and the guy was was late because he was buying incense because he was worried about the smell yeah that was the best part he's like sorry I was just at the store buying nog champa to make it smell better I'm like mate you need to burn this place to the ground and rebuild. <laughs> we're past incense like I'm come like, on yeah, like the pizza would really help not having that lying around. <laughs> and Louie, my dog Louie was trying to get the pizza from the mousetrap. That's how we found it. It was kind of <laughs> hidden. And then, and then I was like, dude, fucking slice of pizza in the mousetrap. I was dead. I just, there weren't a lot of pictures on that ad. And I yeah. just thought it could be a good price. It's a great yeah. location. Mm. Go there. It was... Mm. Yeah, it was and let's actually be clear. This would have been living with this human, not just he's the landlord. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Danica and I were talking, and I even had my coach tell me like six months ago, just move out to get the energy moving again. Because I'm starting to feel really stagnant and stuck, but also comfortable. Because my dad and stepmom's house is, it's nice, it's cozy, it's great. They they cook me like they'll cook dinner and be like, "Do you want dinner?" And I'm like, "Yeah." My dad on Sunday, this is so embarrassing, brought me breakfast and bread in bed, and I'm supposed to move out. And yeah, like just no. start my life. Sounds great. I'm like, it's it's getting real hard. So again, you guys, I am 35. <laughs> my dad brought me breakfast. This That's is so embarrassing. Sweet. And whatever, we're just outing our shadow on this. Yeah. Podcast. No, there's no shadow there. You have a caring father who's helping you through a tough time. Yeah. You're 35. You do it for your child who was 35 too. Who cares? Absolutely. That's so sweet. yeah, we're actively moving out. So now I'm like even looking at rooms and this is the realness of life. Like in mm-hmm. my heart, I'm living by myself in like a beautiful home with wood floors and lots of natural light and yeah. white walls. But I think you get to this point where things need to change you have to so I have the bridge job I'm now mm-hmm. I'm looking for a bridge home whatever mm-hmm. that may look like mm-hmm. it might not have wood floors it certainly is not going to have mouse traps with pizza in it let's just that's where I draw the line yeah you you can have those boundaries I think that's pretty darn fair 
Let's see what the universe says. Jesus. Oh my gosh. So good. Um, Okay. So I think that it would be really beneficial because we've alluded to your um, business sessions and what it is that you do. And I want to kind of dive into what you mean when you say feminine business, because Chelsea, you have done so much research and learning and self-work on sort of this spiritual end of things. So you throw out terms that I'm sure a lot of roomies are like, what the fuck is she talking about? Like, what is the shadow? What is the, you know, the wounded this or that? And I do want you to kind of shed light on what feminine business means. But before you do that, I just want to say I've done Chelsea's business sessions and they are so helpful her projector gifts are beyond like she just cuts to the core of what needs to be done she's so direct and like truly gifted I've, I've referred lots of my friends to you who are starting stuff I'm like you need to book with Chelsea because she just you do such a good job of seeing where people are at like you said and giving them next steps um while keeping the big picture in mind like it's I feel like it can be daunting for people when they're starting something new, especially if it's all new territory. And even signing up with somebody who's supposed to be like a business coach can be intimidating. You know, it can be like, I don't know, but you're so good at just getting to where they're at, cutting through the crap, praising people for what they're good at, and up-leveling them. So that's my little like plug (laughs) because – I genuinely believe in in what you're doing and it has helped me so much. So, yeah. Thank you so, so much for Mm -hmm. all of that. I am (laughs) blushing. When I did the shift to business, I started doing what I just was seeing in the online space. I really didn't know what I was going to be creating. So I started doing like, here are the best five social media tips and here's how you blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this isn't it. This feels so wrong. So I really had to sit there and think five years ago when I started my cosmic channeling business, what did I wish I know then that I know now? Mm -hmm. When I started my cosmic channeling business, I did not have the foundations of my business at all. I spent a hundred dollars a month on a sales funnel system without even a proper freebie. Like I just was putting all my energy and time and money into the wrong aspects Mm -hmm. of starting a business. And I was really caught up in hustle culture, caught up in the rat race. I was waking up at 6 37 AM to meditate, go get a coffee, start work by like 8 AM and work as many hours as I could in that day thinking the more I work, the more success I'll have. Like that was the idea I was living with at the time, my ex, who was an MG, who was very successful in business. He's also a man. So men wake up with testosterone. They have different types of energy. So I was trying to wake up at the same time as him mm-hmm. work as many hours as him. Cause I didn't want him to think I was lazy. And I really wanted him to believe in my business. And I did that for years of just like hustling the rap race, trying to post every day on social media, um, to the point where I was sharing so much of my spiritual ch- journey and channeling. When I look back on my YouTube and even TikTok, there's so much of it that I wish I just kept for myself. There's nothing I'm sharing that's super personal, but I just had these beautiful, intense, like miraculous experiences. And then I would create a YouTube video about it because I needed to be creating content every day. Mm -hmm. So when I started She Makes Bank, I was noticing some of the same patterns where I'm like, I just need to be posting every day. I need to da 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 da. And I'm like, this isn't fucking working. And then I have, I had a couple beta client sessions and was really hearing like what, where they're actually struggling. And the mindset was, I don't want to have to do these things. I don't want to have to be posting every day. I don't want to have to be selling my soul Mm -hmm. just to make a buck. I want to make an impact. And so I started calling, you know, instead of just like business sessions, feminine business sessions, the idea here is to build a business that actually supports your feminine design and nurtures it, doesn't kill it, doesn't, you know, take away from that essence. Yeah. And this is talking about the feminine as an energetic. So you can still be a man in the spiritual community or however you identify your gender. It's more about this energetic of we need more slowness and gentle living, especially within the business realm. And it's coming back to this idea that masculine energy is not bad or negative. It's the wounded masculine that we're seeing throughout society that is you know, force upon us from the patriarchy. 
And so when I started, you know, really understanding the essence of She Makes Bank, it comes back to just honoring your feminine design, creating a business the way you actually want to. You're still going to have to, you know, quote unquote work. You know, you're still going to have to be devoted to your gifts and be consistent. That consistency is not going to look like what I guess society will have us think consistency looks like when it comes to building a business. You could be posting once a week, once a month, whatever it is, but it's just having this devotion to your craft and to your medicine and making sure it gets out into the world to be shared with those who need it. I love that. And I also think there's something to be said for the fact that actually there was a visual shift in your branding too. Yes. Yes. Um, when I start, <laughs> I'm just laughing because it's just so funny when we, when we think like what I, this is what I thought my branding should look like. So when I made the shift from spiritual channel to business mentor, I don't really call myself a business coach. Uh, I believe, I don't think you have to have like a certificate or teaching to do a lot of things. I just, for me in general, I call it like uncoaching mm-hmm. instead of like coaching. Cause I, I feel like a lot of the coaching world kind of has that same stigma of like, go, go, go mentality. Yes. Not everyone, not every coach, of course, but I kind of joke where I'm like, I'm like your uncoach. <laughs> but yeah, when I made this shift on social media, cause I'm a very visual person. I love Canva. I went to art school. So graphics and media, I'm like, that's my bread and butter. It was like very neutral, like just black with beige and browns and very calm and very neutral tones, which is great. I just, I did that for like two months and I'm like, this isn't it. I really want to go fucking pink. Like I just want to be pink so bad. That's all I want. And that I made the pivot from spiritual channel to business mentor so quick. I thought about going pink for like three months. Like what a nerd. And I finally, like what? And I finally did it. And so if you look at my branding on, you can find like my old Instagram post too, from like a year ago. But yeah, it's, it's very pink and feminine and girly. And I joke around that it was my Venus and Capricorn that wanted things to be very neutral and logical. And my Aquarius rising is like, girl, let's be colorful and fun and cutesy and like get inspiration from the movie Clueless. That's the whole vibe. It's so good. And it, it totally speaks to the fact that when you first started, you thought for people to take me seriously, I need to have these chic, neutral, I've gone to business school vibes. <laughs> right. And I, I say that because we had this conversation. That's how you kind of explained it to me. And it's so beautiful to see the unfolding since moving over to your pink self, like your content is totally up-leveled. It's so much more eye-catching, but it also is because of that intention behind it and the heart that's there. It's you. It's more you. And I think I relate in a small way in the sense that when I first started out this side business, it was all doing card pulls and intuitive readings for people, which I still do, but I was leaving me out of it. And I started pulling more and more of myself in just because naturally that felt good. But what really felt the best was me starting to talk about motherhood because that's 99% of my life currently and my mental load. All the other stuff that I was doing on Instagram or in the after hours or whatever, that was a small portion of my life. And so to bring myself into alignment was to talk about what my everyday reality is. Like, hey, I'm on here talking calmly about a card I just pulled, but I literally just dealt with a 20-minute meltdown about putting on a fucking jacket. Like, that is the world that I'm in. And I think that your pink sort of clueless aesthetic is part of what your world is. That's what you're drawn to. You like, you know, all of those fun things. And people feel that through what they're witnessing and taking in online. 100%. And I think to a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs go through what you went through where it's like, oh, I'm in like this spiritual space. So now I have to be like calm and Mm -hmm. divine feminine and Mm -hmm. like namaste, like Mm -hmm. not mocking, but I felt that too. When I first started my spiritual business where I'm like, I can't cuss. I have to be like this very serene light entity on earth. I am a goddess walking this (laughs) earth. And if you look at a lot of my comments on my YouTube videos, every single fucking comment is, I love how real you are and just yeah. so casual. Yeah. I can't speak very well. Like, 
Okay. I can't. Uh. <laughs> Case in point, yeah. I stumble over my words. I get words mixed up. Da da da. And so when I was first starting my YouTube channel, I was editing so much out to come off as like this perfect, eloquent speaker, mm-hmm. which I am not. And mm-hmm. I think to your point too, it's you know when we first started working together, we didn't know that motherhood would be a part of it, but there was always this idea of like who are you? Like, who Mm -hmm. the fuck are you? Mm -hmm. You know? And that's what I tell my clients too. A lot of them show up with this limiting belief or block that they hate social media. They don't want to go on social media. They don't want to go on TikTok. We work together a few times, their TikTok's blowing up. And I'm like, Oh, so now you like it. (laughs) But you know, they got to that space because they were just being themselves, whatever that may look like, (laughs) instead of putting themselves in like this little niche box of like, I can only talk about this one thing. Yes. They just opened up and they're like, wait, I love social media. I'm like, yeah, bitch. Cause we all want to be seen and mm-hmm. like heard for who we really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. I think that's so cool. And I, I also just think that the way that you've structured your offerings too, is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to that a little bit? You do like packages and you do one-to-one sessions and Yeah. So I, I never used to do packages. I basically had someone message me and say, I want to work with you multiple times because I have so many areas of my business in life. Can I, can you offer me like a deal or what do you offer? And I just was like, all right, universe, I guess we'll do packages. So yeah, I have one-off sessions. Those are better for if you're like, I know I only want to work on one thing, which is, I don't know, content marketing or money energetics or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. A lot of my clients are in different stages of their business and it's sort of like an onion, you know, you pull back this one later layer and more things show up. So I offer one-off session, three session package, and then six as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, we can go deep dive. A majority of people book three with me. Yeah. I've, I've found maybe I just need to expand my glass ceiling and we'll get more of those six, six session bookings, Uh but it's really about going, just looking at every aspect of your business. You get like a business audit where I just do my projector thing and just audit the hell out of your business and see what's working. That is the most fun to me. Cause I'm like, this this isn't working. And then we kind of slow down the energy and look at where are you and your feminine wounded feminine wounded masculine where do you feel really comfortable with this mm-hmm. what do you what do you want to do with your content marketing a lot mm-hmm. of it is content marketing based because i believe as a feminine soul that's the best way to market and gain clients is just building a personal brand and doing content that just showcases your talents your wisdoms yeah wisdoms mm-hmm. <laughs> can't speak wisdom and gifts I remember you saying a while back that a lot of the theme that was coming up at that point in time were your clients feeling self-conscious with being the talking head on like Instagram. And I I was like, that is so interesting. I obviously I'm a big fat blabber mouth. I don't have any issue with doing that. <laughs> I show people your Instagram, like my clients. I'm like, look at Danica. <laughs> she doesn't, she's like not tech savvy. Did it? Yeah. Let her go. Oh, that's so sweet. But I thought that was so interesting because it is so effective and also just comes back to that sort of patriarchal wound that we have of not feeling like we can take up space in that way mm-hmm. and not being able to be seen just as ourselves online talking about our own stuff. And so I just wanted to share that because I'm sure some roomies listening probably relate to that. And I want them to know that that is something that you directly help. And the other thing that I remember being, and I constantly still do this with you, super helpful is you're so good at streamlining offerings. Like you regularly look at my stuff or people's website and be like, this is too wordy or what are you offering? Or this isn't clear. You're so good at just making things more itemized and clear. Thank you. Yes. I, that's my, again, favorite thing. Like I love the business audit part yeah. because I'm like, I don't even know what this session is about. And I'm not being mean, but so I, I, I'm a Sagittarius. So we can mm. be blunt as well. Sagittarius yeah. sun, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just be like, I don't even know what this session's about. Like, do you know what this session is about? They're like, <laughs> no, not really. I'm like, cool, let's work on it. And a lot of, you know, we look at a lot of witch wounds in sessions as well, where it's like we were either prosecuted or worst case scenario by sharing our gifts. And I see that a lot in my client sessions too, when I do um, 
I should say sometimes too, it's up to the client. It'll be very pragmatic in session, which I, I love. Sometimes it's just energetic where I'm, I still channel. It's not the same as me like going into a trance channel, but I still channel information for them. And I'll see like these past lives where they so badly wanted to be an artist or creative or whatever, and their parents wouldn't let them or they were, you know, put in jail or whatever it is. And we're looking at that. And we have to remember as a society, if you identify as a female, more commonly than not from a very young age, you were told like nice girls are quiet and they're polite. I was jealous as fuck of the boys in my neighborhood because they were running around. They were lighting shit on fire. They were climbing trees and roofs. And I remember one day I tried to light some stuff on fire with them and they were like, like the neighbor was like, what are you doing? Yeah. What do you mean? Like they're all doing it. Why can't I light shit? You know, it's like, I was like, put, I got in trouble for trying to be like one of the boys. And so I was just taught from a very small age, like play small, be quiet. Mm -hmm. Don't take up too much space. And that's a huge essence of this brand of like, if you have a different perspective, share it. Yeah. You might get some nasty comments on TikTok, but like, Oh, well, like people are going to find every single thing wrong with you. Like it's wild. You just have to kind of prep yourself. I think TikTok can be a little scary with the comments sometimes, but don't let that stop you from sharing your perspective, sharing your wisdom. Love that. Okay. Well, for my last little blurb, I want to say, I think that it's important for women to have other women in their lives that they can go to for whatever. And I don't mean just you can go to them and it's for whatever. I mean, people you can go to for whatever, but that when they come back to you, they have your highest, best version of self in interest. And that is why I cherish our friendship so much, because I know that what I'm going to get back from you is, yes, you cheering me on, but also you keeping in mind like, okay, Danica, this is where you're wanting to go this is what you want to be, like what is standing in the way? Or, hey, I hear what you're saying, but actually what I think is playing out here is you're wounded whatever or this old thing again. Oh, you're doing your perfectionism thing again? Okay, you're so good at being straight with me. And I just so appreciate having somebody that we can laugh about the silly shit with, but also I go to you regularly be like, tell me what I'm missing here. Like, give me that projector juice because sometimes we're so deep in our own shit that it's it's really hard to see what's happening. And I'm just so thankful that you share your perspective with me and that you are somebody in my life that I genuinely feel supported by, like really, truly supported by. Thank you so much. That was really nice. <laughs> that was really nice. And I I agree with what you said. It's like, we do need people for so many years. I never asked for help. Mm -hmm. And I've started working with like a coach this year. I'm in like a group coaching thing. I've hired a couple people and it really just comes back to, we can't see through our own bullshit Mm because we're just living in it. And that's the human experience. And it's so nice to have friendships and mentors and coaches and whoever in our life that can just see through all of it and give you just sort of like a clear guidance or clear roadmap. And that's how you act for me as well. Like so many times I'll text you like, can you just do your thing? Like mm-hmm. this is I'll voice note her. I'm like, just listen to what I'm saying and just tell me if you hear anything like yeah. or if anything comes through. So I think there's so much to be said for like how we speak about a certain situation yeah. or experience. You can hear it all, but thank you so much. Yeah. So that's my plug. Find somebody, <clears throat> find a Chelsea, everybody. <laughs> Okay, let's do our little rapid fire ending here um, before we say our goodbyes. And the last two questions are more just a question. It's like a this or that, and then there'll be little questions after. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Mountains or beach? Beach. Yeah. You're a California girl. It's like if you had said mountains. (laughs) Would have been weird. Yeah, exactly. Um, Cats or dogs? I mean, obviously, again. <laughs> dogs. dogs. Louis a dog. Are you like a cat hater though, or no? I eh. I lo- I love them. I'm just so I'm actually practicing consent with Louis and his mm. body because I'll just go up and like wrap my arms around him. Yeah. And sometimes he doesn't want that, but yeah. With cats, they like they you need consent to touch yeah. them, and I hate that. Like <laughs> Louis will let. Like literally, 
thought you were going to say, and I love that. You're like, and I hate that. <laughs> just, they don't let you touch them. I and I'm know. like, let me just kiss you on the I mouth know. real quick. Yeah. I'm sorry. That sounds horrible, but yeah. I'm learning dog like language. And when Louie doesn't want to be touched and respecting that, but, with, mm. it, but if I want to, he'll let me come up and give him a big old bear hug. And you can't do that with a lot of cats. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. I'm a cuddler. Yeah. Same physical touch, man. Yes. Um, coffee or tea? Coffee. Yeah. I love coffee so much, especially living in Australia. They love their lattes. I love mm. a flat white, almond mm. flat white all the way. So I didn't good. know coffee could be so good. <laughs> Do you, are you a hot or iced person? I'm mostly hot. Obviously, yeah. like in the summer, you just need an iced Mm-hmm. latte but mm-hmm. i mostly like the cozy i like the ritual of coffee yeah. if it could just taste the same without you know spiking my adrenaline that's yes. great i know they need to come up with a decaf that like does the trick yeah yeah um vacation or staycation vacation sagittarius <laughs> son i'm like let's, i'm like i want houses everywhere i'm like i want to live in europe how do i get louis to europe who has a private jet that's that's literally my thought process what celebrities do I know where they can get Louie over there? I'll take, I'll, I'll fly coach. I don't care, <laughs> but if Louie can get over there on a private jet so we can frolic through Europe together, that'd be great. That sounds fun. Um, passenger or driver? Uh, passenger princess, for sure. I don't really like driving. And I also get road rage really easily. And living in Australia, I say the C word now. It's very normal over there, guys. Mm. But now I just find myself saying like, oh, you like I don't even want to say it but yeah. I'm just like I'm like oh shit I forgot that that word's now like just in my vocab <laughs> you don't they don't say it like in a mean way it's no. more like you freaking dummy yeah. yeah but yeah. I'll say it when I'm driving and I'm like oh shit <laughs> I'm totally a passenger princess too so no shame um would you rather attend a party or host a party attend a party so I can leave whenever I'm ready to leave mm. Yes, so good. Although I am the queen of hosting a party and then going to sleep before everybody leaves. <laughs> oh, I love that. See that I, I want to be like one of those people that hosts like chic dinner parties yeah. with like I don't know colored glassware, but <laughs> we'll see. Oh, Definitely but- not at the house I looked at last night. I literally was thinking that when I, I was like, I could never have people over here because <laughs> they would have to get like a hepatitis shot or something after. He would <laughs> ruin my you know, pink. <laughs> Highball glasses. <laughs> so good. Okay. Uh, sharing food or like fingers off my food? Oh my God. I am like a sharer and my family hates it. Like <laughs> I, I've had to learn a lot of boundaries with that. Yeah. The food will come and I'll look at my sisters and be like, can I have a bite? Yeah. And she's just like, you, we haven't even started eating. So I've learned <laughs> to wait until there's like five bites left and then yeah. like can you spare a bite it's okay yeah. you can say no but I'm like the type where I'm like eat anything off my plate yeah yeah I need I, what are you I need to know I'm that. a share oh yeah I'm a food share and it doesn't love, bother me I'm no. just like whatever like finger my food it's fine yeah my although my husband like one of the first moments I felt ashamed around him is when he told me that he doesn't mind sharing but like my bites are massive <laughs> so now I'm all self-conscious of it I'm oh my like, god oh. I know. it's dark i know I'm like, oh, it's big. i have a big mouth man whatever yeah it's so funny okay android or iphone iphone no, sorry I mean, but iphone i know it's blue blue all the way yeah. okay last two are just questions this mm-hmm. one i need to fine-tune my wording but i have this idea in my head that <clears> i want to <throat> ask people and i have asked people what's something that you are constantly craving and what i'm thinking of is like what's always sort of floating around in your brain what is it that you're hoping for wanting it's there do you mean like an activity or anything activity food something you want to buy like anything okay Um, okay uh for me my favorite thing is to like grab my latte and go on a beach walk and I get into this mindset where I'm like if I could just keep it as like 8 a.m I was gonna say 7 a.m but that was the old me like keep it morning but like for like five hours and just sit on the beach in the like I love that that's where I want to live like that's where my energy goes and sometimes I don't get to do that too much on during the week but it's better during the week because there's less people out 
that's like as soon as I wake up I'm like do I have time to go grab a coffee and walk on the beach Ooh, I love that that's so great okay I missed one actually what's on your nightstand two books that I have read halfway through each that I just keep flopping back and forth because I'm ADD. I just got this little like light, like book light clip, but it's a red light. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. You get them on Amazon. Amaz- it actually helps. Okay. A candle. It's so melted though now that I can't light it anymore. So I need to get a new candle. <laughs> um, chapstick, eye mask, earplugs. I can't sleep with any amount of light. I don't know where that came from. And I started sleeping with earplugs because my ex kind of snored. And now I'm just so used to it that I've yeah. fucked myself because I'm like, if I hear anything, it well, now I sleep with Louie and yeah. he snores and he's yeah. like, has gnarly puppy dreams where he's like, I don't know, murdering, <laughs> yeah, murdering like planets and other solar systems. Oh. I'm really not sure what he's doing, but he is, he is demented in his sleep. So, oh. yeah. That's funny. Okay. Last question. Um, share a hope that you have for the future. For my future, for the yeah. future in general. It could be I, I hope uh, to experience the freedom and ease and softness that my soul greatly desires in this lifetime. I've been working towards it. We're getting close. But I just want more softness and ease and freedom. Does it bring me to tears? That's really special. I love that. Chelsea, it's been so fun chatting with you, and I will probably voice note you a billion times after today anyways. <laughs> um, oh, before I say goodbye, where can people find you? Um, on TikTok, it's at SheMakesBank. On Instagram, it's SheMakesBank.co. Another person with the last name Bank already took She Makes Bank on Instagram. <laughs> when we have the money one day, we're going to buy it off of her. her. <laughs> and then shemakesbank.co is my website. I don't even know why I'm sharing that. Do people still share websites? Yes. Find me on TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. I'll be there. DM me, say hi. We can chat. I'll voice note you. I'll send you photos of Louie, whatever you want. Aww. Yeah, you want to see Louie. He's so cute. Okay, my friend. Love you so much. Thank you. Thank you for all that you're doing and all that you are and for always raising the room. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for spending your precious time here with me today. If you'd like more, please follow along at raise.the.room on both Instagram and TikTok. Or you can go to my website, danicamarie.com. That's Danica with a C. Here you can book a human design session with me for you or your child, or you can get one of my human design parenting courses that helps you understand your child's human design type. They're designed to help you work with the child you have instead of against them. And finally, if you're still here, this would be the point where I'd ask you to rate and review the podcast, except just saying it out loud makes me want to die. So instead, I'll say, please share with a friend. I'd really appreciate it. And finally, let's always remember that with all that you have to offer, you will always raise the room. Can't wait to chat soon. Bye.